0: all the glory
1: Genesis chapter 1. I will read only verse. Let's start with verse 11. And if you've got it, it reads as does. Verse 11, Genesis chapter 1. The Bible says here, And God said, Let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth. And it was so. Verse 12, And the earth brought forth grass and a herb, yielding seed after his kind, and the three yielding fruit, whose seed was in itself after his kind. And God saw that it was good. Verse 21, And God created great whales and every living creature that moves, which the waters brought forth abundantly, after their kind, and every winged fowl after his kind. And God saw that it was good. In verse 26, the Bible says, And God said, Let us make men in, in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. In verse 27, the Bible says, So God created man in his own image, in the image of God created he, him, male and female, and created he, them. Amen? So, and then let's just read Matthew chapter 19. Matthew chapter 19, if you got uh, 19, verse 8, and he said unto them, if you've got it, verse 8, chapter 19, and he said unto them, Moses, because of the hardness of your heart, suffered you to put away your wives but from the beginning it was not so so I want you to to be with the last part that it says but from the beginning it was not so uh brother if you can just bless the word my brother as power heads bless you say
2: our gracious, eternal heavenly Father,
1: oh, thank you, Lord.
2: we bowing our heads before you this morning, O yes, God. Jesus. We come in the, on the basis of your word.
1: Yes, Lord. When you say two or three are gathered in my name, yes, Lord.
2: I will be in their midst, O God.
1: Oh.
2: It's our belief that this morning that you are here with us, O God. Yes, Father, scriptures has been read and uh, we've read out of your book, O God. Yes, Lord. But we know it takes you to come down and speak yes. directly to our heart, yes, O God. Father, I speak to every heart in the building. Yes, let it I say, go. Father, circumcise it yes, so that Lord. it can receive your word directly Amen. from you, O yes. God. I also pray for my brother where he is standing, yes, Father. Mm. I say, speak through him, O God, yes, Lord. so that when we leave this place, we would say, didn't our hearts burn? When yes, you spoke so. to Many us, oh God, yes, we thank you, Father, for everything you're going to do yes, in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen.
1: Amen. You may be seated. Once more, we preach every one of you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, God bless you. We, we are thankful for. Um, is it yesterday? Yesterday, while we were having a good time at the wedding, and then I, I think, uh, God bless you, Brother Kune, um, and Sister Sharon, and then God bless the Rowens and everybody that was there, and then I think, um, yeah, we, it's done. God bless you. You know, sometimes we, you'll phone, you'll say that, and... And, yeah, if there is any other thing that along the way when you do things, the pastor always says you make mistakes. And then if you don't want to mistake, you don't do anything. So uh, if there is where well, maybe it happens that we, we, we said something or we have done something that is not right, it's an apology in advance before you report us to the pastor. But um, we were we were working, definitely. So God bless you. And, um, yeah, no, Brother Kune, you know, I I, I wanted to say a lot, but uh, now I'm preaching, I can't say a lot. Um, but, um, yeah, you know, we, we give you opportunities after getting married, and then you sit with your wife. That's nice, eh? It looks nice. God bless you. I mean, um, um, maybe you don't know. I'm saying that because of some of us, we had the responsibility while we were still young. When we get into the mess, we get married. I think almost even if I wasn't a deacon that time, but I was doing the work of a deacon. So, um, yeah, we, were, we, we had too much responsibility at that time. And yeah, it was, I think, is my witness. She's the only one that was with me those years. So it was, it was, we were there, and then we really didn't have that much time. But um, let's, let's go back to what we have read here, and then I want your attention, I know you've got a waiting, hang over here, waiting, so we're not going to be long here, so I'll bless you, but I want your attention for a few minutes, and then if you don't mind, I want to title this message today, The Genesis is the Seed chapter. So in other words, Genesis is the sixth chapter and Brother Brenham says in the message, the end time and paragraph 39, he says, now back in the beginning when the world first started and every plant and everything that we have begin in Genesis. So the plant and everything that you see, it began in the book of Genesis. It says Genesis, the word Genesis means the beginning when everything began. If, if plants in, began in Genesis, if men began in Genesis, then religion began in Genesis. Right. Is that right. right? It says now, and then let us go all the way back now to Adam and Eve. Now, if the religion began there and the men began there, and then we need to go and see the first man that was there in the book of Genesis. And as Jesus says here, he says now, we must go back there, is to go back to the beginning, then that will be in Genesis, because the word Genesis, is the seed chapter to every question in the Bible. Now, if there is any question, Brother Branham says, in the book of Revelation, in Matthew, in the book of Acts, but we need to trace it back in the book of Genesis, and there is an answer right there. Amen. And you always have to go back to the seed to see what kind of a seed is in the field to find what your crops will be. That's where we need to go there and see. Now he says, and then the Bible says here, and then there was a man that was created in the book of Genesis in chapter i mean, in chapter 1, verse 26 and 27. and But God made his first man, and you notice that he made him in the likeness of himself. Amen. Now, the Bible says God created a man, and he created him male and female. That was the first man that was created in the book of Genesis. He says now, this man was made in the image of God, in the likeness of him. So now, and the Bible says, if you read, I think, Matthew chapter 4, verse 24, the Bible says, God is a spirit. Now, in other words, it means the man that was created in the book of Genesis, it means it was a spirit man. So he wasn't a flesh man that you see, he was a spirit man. He says, because God created that man in his own likeness, and he gave him the authority to rule over anything. And then God is a spirit. So it means that man was a theophany man. Hallelujah. So that man in the beginning that we are talking about him, the man that was in the image of the almighty God, he was a spirit man. And we know that the Bible says now and God created that man and then he took that man, Brother Brennan says, in Genesis chapter 2 verse 7 and then he put that man in the man that was formed in Genesis chapter 2 verse 7. Amen? Yes. Right. The word creation, because we can read it here. Now God created a man. We have read there in, 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 in chapter 1. Now in verse 2, I mean chapter 2, verse 7, the Bible says, and the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Right. Now the first man, the Bible says here, we know that Peter says now, and everything that God all things were given by inspiration. So the Bible wasn't just written but it was uh, inspired by God. Now, a first man was created, and then the man that was formed in Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, he was formed out of the dust of the ground. And Brother Branham says, now God took that man that was created in the book of Genesis and he put him into this man that we see today. Hallelujah. But now I want us to take this thought that says, but in the beginning it was not so. Because we have to look at this first man, how he was, how he behaved, how he did things in the beginning. Amen. Now, he was the first man, and Brother Brennan says here, when God made his first bridegroom, he made the bridegroom first, and he was both man and a woman in spirit. Formed him in the dust of the earth to make him material. And notice, when he made Eve from Adam, he took not another piece of clay, he took from the same piece of clay the same word, for Adam was a spoken way. Now... Now, when Eve was made, he was not something else. But he was t- took, took from the same man and the same clay. He was part of Adam. Amen? Amen? And he says, that is why when we talk about the bride of Christ, we say it's the same. He needs to be the spirit of his spirit. It needs to be the weight of his weight. Amen? Amen? So, as this man, he said, he was flesh of his own flesh. He was part of Adam. Amen. So now the bride should be part of Christ. So everything should be part of him. It shouldn't be something that is created, something else, but it should be the same one. So God, we know that he, 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 he operated this man called Adam. And out of him, he took out his wife called Eve. And then he says here, the Bible says now, we know that when we talk about a man, now we talk about Adam and his own wife. And we say now, the man and then the woman was taken out of this man. And Paul comes in Ephesians chapter 5 verse 31 he says when we speak about this thing he says it's a great mystery but we are talking about Christ and the church. Right. Now he's referring to that one. Now he says now God opened up the side of Adam in the garden and took out part of to make a bride God opened up the sight of Jesus at Calvary and took out the bride out of his side. Oh, it is beautiful at the cross how it is and how them two spirits, how they came out through Cain, Abel, the crow, and the dove. Amen? Now, we say now it's the same thing. Now, then we, we need to look at that one. While I was reading, then I thought, when you look at Adam, he was created. He was the first man. Now you see, now the second Adam came also, and then out of him, and Brother Abraham teaches us, now the bride came out of his own side also. Now, and Paul comes and he says, now we speak about the church and Christ here. Right. Amen. Amen. Now, but we need to have a look here. That in the beginning, he created this man, and then he formed a man again and he took the man that he created, and then he put him in this man that was formed. And the Bible says thereafter, and then this man, he became a living soul. Mm -hmm. And then now God said it was not good for a man to be alone. Mm -hmm. And then that is why then out of him he took out Eve. Now the Bible says here, now Adam, when he woke up, He never said, uh, the name of this woman is Eve. Amen? Amen. Then when he woke up, he said, this is the flesh of my flesh. She's the bone of my bones, but she shall be called woman. Now bear in mind that we are talking about here Christ and the church. She shall be called a woman. She, she was never called maybe a Methodist church or whatever the case might be. Those things started thereafter. Right? So she said, he said, and Brother Brennan teaches that Adam was a prophet. Right. So when he woke up, he says, she shall be called a woman because she's flesh of my flesh. She's the bones of my bones. As long as is part of me, she shall be called the church. But now, the problem started in, after Genesis chapter 3, mm, and that is where the name Eve came here. Amen. So I want us to notice here, now, Brother Brennan says here, everything we need to trace it back to the book of Genesis. Amen. Now, we need to answer why other people who ask ourselves, why are we not a denomination? So we've already answered that one. The reason why we say now, the Methodist, the Roman Catholic Church, maybe if you go to history, you can be able to see it. But biblically, Adam never called Eve Eve. But Eve was called Eve after the fall. So when he woke up, he says, he shall be called a woman. That's what the Bible says here. It never called. And then when you go into Acts chapter 26, let's just read it here. Acts chapter 11, verse 26. I want to show you something so that we go a little bit slower. Acts chapter 11, verse 26. If you've got it. And when he had found him, he brought him unto. Antioch, and it came to pass that a whole year they assembled themselves with the church, and taught much people, and the disciples were called Christians first in Antioch. Right, the people that were followers of Christ, they were never called the Church of Christ or. Assemblies of God or any other fancy name that we hear of They came together They preached the word They assembled themselves together They did whatever Christ that was doing And the Bible says when the people looked at them Hallelujah uh, They didn't call themselves Christians But when the people saw what they were doing, and they saw the deeds, and they were called the first Christians in Antioch. Amen? Amen. Now, the deeds here, maybe we can talk a little bit about that. Now, they saw what they were doing. They heard what they were saying. And they were not contradicting what they were preaching, but they saw what they were saying, what they were doing, and they were first called Christians. So that is the reason that even Paul says, I think in the book of Corinthians, he tells the people that, why are you so divided? He says, some of you call yourselves of uh, Paul or Apollos or whatever the case might be. He says, was Paul crucified for you or was Apollos crucified for you? He says, no, but Christ was crucified for you. So you know, the spirit from in the book of Acts, it never allowed the divisions. It never even allowed people to call themselves that they are of Paul or they are of any other person. But they were, the Bible says here in, the, in, in that place called Antioch, they were first called Christians. So then it means that there is something wrong than if you've got a lot of churches with some names here. Mm. But in the beginning, that's why I say we need to go back and say, Christ says we need to go back there because in the beginning it was not the way we see it now. Things were not the same as we see them now. There were not a lot of churches that they were called, whatever that they were called, and then that is why Brother Renu says now, that is the reason why we are not a denomination, but I want you to hold it here. Now there, he says, now this man called Adam, because he was a prophet. He says, she shall be called a woman. Amen? Amen. So you can go back and read it here in Genesis chapter 2. Genesis chapter 2, and then you'll be able to see that it was never that way. Verse 21, and the Lord caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept and took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman and brought her unto the man. So he presented the woman unto this man. And Adam said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. She was never called whatever. Then after the fall, then she was now given a name called Eve. Now that is why the churches, Brother Benjamin says. Now, if you read the church, um, the church ages or the history of the churches, that after the fall of the churches, they were first called Christians, then they preached the way, they did all these things. But after the fall, they denominized they denominalized themselves and they named it themselves after whatever that the name that they given to themselves. But that happens after the fall. Hallelujah. So, but in the beginning. It was not so. In the beginning, when God made the man to worship him and live, God, taking care of him, fed him. Man had a perfect fellowship with God. That was the first man now. Adam, in the beginning, when God made the man, he was made to worship him, to live, and God took care of this man. God made sure that this man eats. Man had a perfect fellowship with him, with God. There was nothing wrong. God came down in the evening and talked to Adam and Eve. So there was a a fellowship there in the Garden of Eden. Brother Branham says, every evening, God came down to talk to his own children. He says, there was nothing wrong. God came down in the evening and talked to Adam and Eve. What a beautiful picture. There was no harm. Nothing could harm them. No sickness could ever come to them. They didn't even know what sickness was. They didn't know what old age was. They didn't know what being hurt was. They couldn't be hurt. They was in the presence of the omnip- omnipotent powers of God, which held them in the control and guided them by the spirit, there was nothing could harm them. So that was the first man. They were there. They were in the Garden of Eden and nothing. They didn't even know what sickness is. And Brother Brenham says, Anyhow, the devil in actual fact is a spirit. And Brother Brenham says, the devil can in actual fact hurt you. But he always wants a body will always want something to use to come and say something not good about you or to you. But you will always need a body. As much as God uses a man to speak to his own people, to do good to his own people, same the devil does the same thing. Who will always use. And Brother Brenham says, now when you see a person swearing or doing any other thing, he says you must look beyond the man, because a man in actual fact is not his intention to do that, but because there is a particular spirit in that person. Hallelujah. Yes, but Brother Brenham says, then it takes a couple of love to do that. When something does, somebody does something to you or somebody says something to you that is not right, it takes God's love to look beyond that. Yes, on your own, you can't. Hallelujah. On, on, on your own, you can't. So you need to have God in you so that you can be able to see beyond the person. Hallelujah. So we know as ourselves, you know, I think the pastor was saying, he's talking about the temper here. He said now, did you say it causes? (laughs) All right. And then in another message, Brother William says, in actual fact, it causes all the diseases. He says it causes cancer. All the diseases, just because of people, they've got a short temper. Amen? Amen. So now, all these things, these couples, they didn't know about those things. And it was perfect. And God came to visit them. And God spoke to them. And in the message, uh, Fellowship by Redemption 106, Brother Branham says here. Now, in the beginning, when God came down in the evening and talked to Adam and Eve in the cool of the day, and his great voice whispered to them, and they had fellowship, loved one another how the moving of the spirit went through the bushes, the lions came up, the tigers, all of them, and they worshipped the Lord. So it was not only Adam and Eve that they were there. He says when God descended and then he spoke to his own children and the lions and the tigers and the elephants, also they came to worship the Lord. Man was conscious at all times that his presence was with him. And in another message Brother Brenham says he says he says if you've got enough love, you can make he says the, the 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 beast that is so dangerous to be able not to do any harm to you. He says if you've got not 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 he says if you've got that love out of you, he will make any other thing not to harm you. He says, now, the lions came, and Brother Graham says, we know that. And then he says, now, he gave them those names that this is a lion, this is an elephant, because there was harmony in, the, um, in, in Eden, hallelujah. Amen. Now, but if it was like that, now the problem started somewhere, because there was somebody that was not happy about this there was somebody that was very unhappy with what was happening. And he is still unhappy when he sees people that are happy. The message, the God of this evil age, paragraph 78, Brother Branham said, it was Satan's ambition to be worshipped like God. Now, this fellow, it was his ambition from the beginning to be like God. He wanted to be worshipped. Any other thing that was happening with God, he wanted an imitation. He wanted to be worshipped. And he took two thirds of the stars of heaven, ascended himself above those stars, and preached to them and deceived two thirds of them. You see, notice that is his ambition. Now, this fellow, he started another gospel there in heaven. And he started preaching. Something that was contrary to what God has told his own children. And then he is, now he, Brother Branham, he says he deceived the two-thirds of the angels. In other words, they listened to the gospel that the devil was preaching. The angels. Now, that is where now everything started there. He says, now this great first battle that was ever fought in the message, uh, the greatest battle ever fought, and then he says, paragraph 63, he says, this great first battle that was ever fought began in heaven, when Michael and his angels fought against Lucifer and his angels, it was started the first battle in heaven, so sin did not originate on earth, it originated in heaven, and then it was thrown down from heaven, cast out of heaven to the earth, and fell on human beings. Then the battle from angels became human battles. Now, Lucifer, he started preaching that gospel. Now, he deceived two-thirds of the angels to follow him. Now, there was a battle between him and Michael, and he fought. He didn't prevail, and then he came down, and then he continued with that battle. Now he is still preaching the same gospel that he wants to be worshipped. He had an ambition to be worshipped like God. That ambition is still continuing as we speak. That was his mission. That was his ambition. That's what he wanted. Even today, the devil still wants to be worshipped like God. And that is why the Bible says he is transformed like like an angel of light. When he appears to man, he doesn't appear as the devil, but he comes as the angel of light. But he wants to be worshipped like God. Yeah. You know that Brother says Lucifer is a deceiver. So a person that is a deceiver will not just come and then uh, you see that he's a devil. But he says now he comes here and the battle that was there from the angels now it is our battle here. And Satan come to destroy God's creation. What God had created to be for himself. He had Satan to come to destroy this. So what he saw in the Garden of Eden, he didn't like it. God was coming to his own children, fellowshipping with them. God was talking to his own children. There was no sickness. There was nothing in the, Book of Gen- in the Garden of Eden. It was good. And this man came and he was, not, he, was, he was not happy about what was happening. And he came and he wanted to be worshipped. And he says now, that was his purpose was. That was what his purpose was, was to destroy it. The battle began here on earth and it began in us and has been raging ever since. So that, that, that battle is still raging in us. The message Satan's Eden, paragraph 31, he says, It has been, now is, Satan establishing his kingdom in the earth. That's exactly what he is doing it, for he wants to establish his own kingdom. That ambition, he says, now it is, he is trying and he is establishing his own kingdom on this earth. And we can't deny that. Hallelujah. Because uh, the devil once came to Christ and he said... Come, he came to Christ to tempt him, and he told him that all his kindle, this kingdom belongs to him. And Brother William says, Christ never said, no, you are a liar. But he said, he knew that all the kingdoms of the earth belong to the devil. Hallelujah. And he kept on telling him that, but it is written. And he defeated the devil by the written weight. Hallelujah. So there is nothing else that you can be able to defeat him by, except by the written way. Amen. But this fellow was not really happy about what was happening. Hallelujah. So he wanted from that. He had an ambition to be worshipped because he wanted a better kingdom. Hallelujah. Brother Abraham says he wanted to establish something better than what God had. So if you look at him from the beginning, he wanted something better. He was in competition with God. Hallelujah. So that is why even today, Satan is still fighting. Hallelujah. So now he came to spoil everything. He started the war in heaven, and then he saw that he was not winning. Mm -hmm. Then he came down. Now he came to Genesis chapter 3. Let's read Genesis chapter 3. Then we see how he came here. Chapter 3, verse 1, the Bible says, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. Hallelujah. He was more subtle. Brother Brenham says, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made says, this beast was so close to a human being that he could reason and talk. Amen. This fellow, now he was kicked out of heaven. He never gave up. Now he came and he went into the, into the Garden of Eden. And the Bible says he was more subtle. And Brother Brennan says he was crafty. He was smart, this guy. In another message, Abraham says, this fellow was even, when, when Eve looked at this fellow, he was even more handsome than his husband, Adam. So he says now, and then this beast came, and he was so close to a human being that he could reason and talk, the serpent. And then Satan, he, he, he chose this guy called the serpent. He was so close to a man, he was almost a man. He was an upright creature and was somewhat in between a chimpanzee and a man, but closer to a man. He was so close to being a human that his seed could did mingle with that of the woman and cause her to conceive. So it was so close, close. Hallelujah. So it was between that, and Brother Brim says, now they've been looking for this um, missing link. We know the scientists have been looking for that, and they can't find out in actual fact, between the chimpanzees and the human being, where is that link? Yes, right. You know that in the message, Serpent Seed, Brother Brim in paragraph 146, he talks about a particular word, he says it's a Hebrew word. And that word he calls it, it's Maha. It's M A H. He says it's a Hebrew word. It means something that is almost like a human being. And when you read that, you look for that word, maha, it says something handsome, something very beautiful. And Brother Brim says in paragraph 146 in that message, Serpent Seat, he says, this fellow was dead, he was dead in between. Hallelujah, he uses this word, he says, I went and got dictionaries today from everywhere to look up this word, and the word of supplement, it means to be smart, to be crafty, and the best interpretation of the Hebrew is maha, M-A-H-A-H, means having a true knowledge of the principles of life, that's how this fellow was, Hallelujah. So he says, now, this fellow was there and he was smart And then he says, now, let's watch this just a minute. He is smart, crafty, yet he is called the serpent. But remember, he was the smartest thing there was and the more like the human being than anything else that was on the field closest to a human being who was not a reptile. The curse made him a reptile. And he was, the. the Bible said, he was the most beautiful of all. And brother William says, you know, all the animals that were there, all the birds and the fishes and everything, they became, they came before Adam to name them. That this one is dead, that one was dead, that one was dead, except this fellow. Hallelujah! Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Except this fellow that was never introduced to Eve. So now this man came and Satan, while he was there in the Garden of Eden, then he saw this man that was looking almost like a human being because he had an ambition from the beginning. He wanted to destroy what God has started and he saw that I must come and mingle the seeds. That was his ambition from the beginning. Now he came there, and he saw this fellow, and he saw, he looked at him, and he saw this man, where the way he looked like, the way he talks, he's so smart. Hallelujah. Then I can be able to utilize him to be able to fulfill my own ambition. And Brother Brem says, and he came, he incarnated, he indwelled this animal called serpent. Remember that Satan is a spirit. He can't do any other thing. He wanted his seed. Now the Bible says here, remember what Brother Bram taught us here. Brother Bram says, now in Mary, God came down. He created himself a body. Brother Bram says, there was not even a single blood of Mary or, jo- or of, of, of Joseph in the Lord Jesus Christ. He came and he created for himself a body in the womb of Mary. Now this fellow called the devil. He knew and he had an ambition. What he did also, he came and he knew that for me to be able to, to, to have my own seat in the human race, I have to do something. And he chose this fellow. And Brother Brennan says now, this man was an upright. He talks very smart. He, he was very smart. He, he, I mean, if he was not smart, as Bram says now, if he was a reptile, as we think, I mean, Eve could have ran away. But he was a man, an upright man like Adam was. That is why he could reason with Eve. They can talk, they can exchange, they can communicate. But it was in the absence of what? His husband. So what Eve did? In the absence and Satan knew that now God created Adam, and he was a perfect being in the Garden of Eden, and he couldn't have taken any other chance, but he, he waited when God made Eve, and then he knew that I've got an opportunity here. And the Bible says the problem you know that problem says now now the Bible says now, when Eve looked, amen. When he looked, and then he saw that that fruit, he, he desired he had a desire, and he saw that it can be good. Mm. And Abraham says, "That is where the mistake happened in actual faith. Right. Mm. Amen? Amen. Now it depends. We need to look away from all these other things, but we need to look where to Christ. Amen. Now, that is why the Bible says now, one day there was this man called Peter. They were there. They were uh, on a boat, on a particular boat, and they saw Christ walking on, the, on top of the water. And the Bible says now, and Peter said, if it's you, Lord, let me come to you. You know what Brother says? And he says now, Peter, he looked at Christ. And then he took up him upon his way. And when he, when he took him and he looked upon him and he could be able to come out of that boat and he walked. He walked. And Brother William says immediately when he moved his eyes away from Christ and then he looked at the problem, at the symptoms, he looked at the, at, 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 at the sea. And then Brother William says immediately when he looked at the problem and he sank. Hallelujah. He took his, his eyes away from the promise. He took his, his eyes away from Christ and he looked at the problem. That is why as a believer, as a child of God, we don't have to talk much about the problems. We don't have to look much upon the symptoms. We need to look at the promise of God. He looked at what? At the symptoms and the problems. And the same problem that he looked at it, it made him sink. Brother Graham says now, whatever that you think of, whatever that you are afraid of, and it will bring what? Problems upon your life. Amen. Now this man was there, and then he says, Brother Graham says now, now Satan was just walking around there. And he was not happy that he could see that God was coming, fellowshipping with his own children. And Satan is not even happy when we come. We come under the anointing, we come here, and then the fellowship under the word, under the message of the hour, hallelujah. Then he was not impressed. This program. And he came and then he dwelled with in this fellow called uh, the serpent. And the serpent came before Eve. And he started quoting a scripture and he asked him, Hallelujah. Amen. And brother, bring the message, the greatest battle ever for he says here, paragraph 116. Her eyes were sighted. She saw the serpent. He was beautiful. He was handsome. Far better than her own husband. He was the most subtle of all the beasts of the field. He was probably a fairer man than her husband. He looked like a great masculine beast standing there. He, how great he was, and he was trying to tell her what a great thing it was. Hallelujah. So that, that's your prophet, is not me. He says, when, when Eve looked, hallelujah, he, he started comparing that how this fellow, he can talk smart. Hey. Adam, Adam, he can't talk like this guy. He can't. Even I think if they, they had something that they were... He was smart this man. He says now, he was far better than her own husband. He was handsome. And then he says now, that's how he looked when he looked at this fellow. And that is the reason that he started listening to him. Hallelujah. Amen. Certain things... You don't even have to listen to them. You don't have to listen to certain things. You know that the Bible says now, when you read, Brother Bram teaches about this um, David and Goliath story. He says now, you know that when Saul was there with his own soldiers, they were there and this man called uh, uh, Goliath, he came to challenge the children of God. And every morning he came and said, give me a man. And Brother Brennan says, now these people, the Israelites, they spoke too much about Goliath rather than speaking about their own God. And that's how we are. Sometimes we speak too much about the problems and everything that is going on until we forget about the Almighty God, what he's capable of doing. But this God that we are talking about him is the man, is God that took two—I mean, two million people out of Egypt. And Brother Abraham says for forty years he made sure that there is no one that was sick along the way. Yeah. It seems that we don't believe this story. Brother Abraham says there was no one that his shoe got worn out. Yeah. The same shoe that they Worn there, then then they for forty years. Yeah. Do we believe it, believers? Yeah. It's the miracle. We serve the miracle is the same yesterday, today and forever. He will never change. He's the same God that will protect you. Amen. 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 Now, this God that we are talking about him here. Now, he, he, now the, this, this David, I mean, the, 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 these soldiers of Saul, they started talking about the enemy. Hmm? They talk about how great he was. That he fought many battles That was the testimony Amongst the the, the children of God Speaking about the enemy How great the the enemy is Said this man From his own youth He was fighting battles only Until I think Until when when, when they are still relaxing Maybe they forgot about him And you say Goliath is here People will even, they will, they will, they will, they will. It's, it's how the enemy is. He just wants you to testify about him until you are even afraid. Just, to, just when you heard about that name, Goliath, hallelujah. So that's why Abraham says, we mustn't talk about all these other things. Uh, the diseases that we talk about them, we give them names. Whatever things that they happen, the problems that we have, and we mostly talk about them. And in most of the time, you know that people that um, talk about certain things, they use they, they automatically attract people that complains about them. Oh, yeah. hmm? People that smoke, right? they attract. They know each other quickly here yeah, that they. I'm a smoker. Quickly. If you go into a new town, you are a smoker. And then people, you're going to attract. It's, it's your own people. You'll attract them quicker. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, people that like to complain, they attract each other quickly. They are complainers. Amen. So, and then they, they, they've got what we call, they, they, they complain. Chronic. Chronic. <laughs> and it becomes, it, it's something that now it becomes incurable. They attract each other. And you'll find them consoling each other. <laughs> you, you see Musia, how can you yeah. So they, they, they justify. They justify things, complain about that, complain even in church people come and complain about other people. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. <laughs> they come and complain about this hey, that trustee or that deacon or that pastor or whatever the case may be. And you've got, there's a clique of people that they do that. Hallelujah. Yes. So we mustn't complain much in actual faith. Yes, Talk about the positive things. Hallelujah. Yes. Have, have you seen how people when they are still in, in, in they still happy. Whether they are, not even in the message, only. even in the world. When people have got this thing that somebody popular somewhere has got a wife or whatever the case may be, all is good. Everybody is happy. And you know what covers that? Not that everybody is perfect there. You know what covers the problems? It's love. There is still love there. It covers, that is why the Bible says, love covers us all. But when the love is no longer there, they will tell you that in actual fact, this man from the beginning, he was never good. (laughs) But you wonder that you have been with this man for five years now, all of a sudden, he was never good when did you really start not being good? In any relationship, in any relationship when there are problems, you'll hear people telling you that justifying themselves. So usually me, the first question that I ask, how many good things did he do or she do? Before these years. Because people tend to... Only remember the bad things and then they can't remember anything good. There are good things that the people are doing for each other and there are only maybe less than even 10% that you do and people remember the 10%. 90% is not there. Some other time we went to a workshop at work and then we were asked that we need to write all the negative things about um, our company. And then they gave us a paper, we divided it into two. And then they said, no, write everything negative about it. Everybody got his paper full. <laughs> and they said, okay, right, that's good. Now start writing anything positive about it. We were struggling <laughs> to write anything good about a person. And nothing, you can even take it to yourself. And just think of any other person. Start writing good things about a person. Hallelujah. Yes. Just just write good things about a person. Because it's so difficult today for people to say something good about a person, another person. Mm. Amen? So that's what we need. Maybe it should be an exercise. You come there and think, hey, what is good about my children? What is good about my dad? What is good about my wife? There are good things. They are there. But the devil doesn't want you to remember that, He doesn't want you even to say them. But anything that... And you will struggle... I'm telling you, if you are not used to that, you will struggle to remember good things. You will battle to remember. But the evil thing... I'm telling you, even if it happened 10 years back, he can't forget it. One thing you will just remember. Ah, you remember, brother, that day. (laughs) What you have done to me. Hello? So that is where any relationship, many people when they leave church, when they leave church, people, they've got something to say. Mm. Hallelujah. They've got something, somewhere that it happened many years back that I know they've done that and that to me. Mm. But I always ask them, if they've done that, how many good things they've done? Why can't you tell us, no, they've done that and that, that is good for me, and then they came, they did that, that is bad to me. Hallelujah. Yes. Now, this great fellow, uh, this, this man called um, Satan, he was there and he, he got himself into this woman. I mean, into this serpent. And here is where we receive the true revelation of the serpent seed. Here is what really happened in the Garden of Eden. The word says that Eve was beguiled by the serpent. She was actually seduced by the serpent. It says in Genesis 1, now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. This beast was so close to a human being that he could reason and talk. He was an upright creature and was somewhat between a chimpanzee and a man, but closer to a man. So remember, as I say, in 146, Abraham says he was called Maha. It is at that that word, it's Maha. If you look at it, you will see that it is almost like a human being. Amen. He says, now, the thing of this, since he had restored men back to his placement, in all the fall has lost his conscience of what Father put him here on earth to do. Now, this man called uh, uh, Satan, He came, he wanted a human being to forget God in actual fact. Whatever that God has done to a human being, that is his ambition. He wanted him to present himself as somebody that knows. Came there, he told Eve that, no, God doesn't really mean that. What he means is this one. And Brother Graham says, don't interpret any other thing. Just say what the word says. Simple. If the Bible says, repent and be baptized in the name of the Lord, Jesus Christ, it's simple as that. It doesn't need any interpretation. You just do that, repent, you baptize in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. That's what the Bible says. Hallelujah. So there is nothing that we need to argue about that one. But he says now, Satan, his ambition, he wanted to be worshipped. That is why even today he wants to establish his own kingdom. And from the beginning, he wanted his kingdom to be much more better when you look at it. When you compare the two kingdoms, you look at God's kingdom and you look at Satan's kingdom. He wanted to present his own kingdom to be a much more better one. And even today he's still doing the same thing. Satan doesn't just bring any other thing that you'll you'll run away from it. He brings something that is good. Something is pleasing to the eyes. That's what he brings. Now, but that was his ambition from the beginning. Now, Genesis is the sixth chapter. Everything good started there. Everything that was not good started there. The false church started there. The true church of God started there. Polygamy started where? The book of Genesis. And everything that was wrong, you need to trace it back in the book of Genesis. Now, Brother Brennan says here, Now, Satan's ambition was for a man to fall, to lose his conscience with God. And then he came here, in other words, he says, Now, our brain and our outlet's faith has been clogged up with the business affair, with home life, domestic things. It all became so clogged up until until God can operate through those channels that he made a man for. He made a man for a particular reason. He made a man to worship him. He made a man to come and fellowship with him. Yes. But now all these things are clogged with the affairs of this world. Yes. Not there is a man by the name of Samson that was born for a particular purpose on this earth. Amen? Yes. Not that Samson was born for a particular purpose. And Brother Prem says this man was there and God gave him power. The man was there, he destroyed the Philistines as one man, and he destroyed them. And that was the main purpose, to come and destroy the Philistines. But Brother Brenham says, now, the same man that was made for that particular purpose, one day, he came, and then he told the woman his own secret. And Brother Brenham says, now they captured this man, as we know the story, and he was there. And then he says, now the devil, when he comes and captures you, He's not going to, definitely he's not, he's going to make sure that he embarrasses you. The devil, when he comes, he's not, he's going to make sure that he deals with you in the public. So he came there and then they captured the man and you know how the devil, how cruel he is. And he came, then he, they took off his eyes and he was there. And Brother William says, now there was a servant of God that was born for a particular purpose and he was here, defeated and standing there. And he was like, now they had to make something like a, a sport by him, a fan of him. He was there, and then he was in a particular world, then he had to come and play a sport. And then the Philistines came to see Samson, the man of God, the servant of God, playing sport. Hallelujah. And Brother Bremen says, it was not God failing. When you look at it, it will seem as if God failed. But it was not God failing. But it was a man that was called, Is the man that failed. Hallelujah. So God can fail. God can be defeated by the devil. Amen. He says, but it was the man that was there. Hallelujah. Right. He's the man that failed God by the name of Samson. So he forgot his own purpose, that he was here to destroy the enemy. And the enemy was there capturing him. Now, Brother Brennan says here. Yeah. Now, the devil from, that, from the beginning, that's what he wanted. He wanted a man to forget why he was here on earth. Amen? Amen? He says, God made the human body, every little part had its own role to play. Every part in, the bo- in your body is got a, a role to play. He says, the teeth, the tongue, the eyes, and the nose, and everything, the feet, and everything that you have has got a role to play. God does everything in there to make it perfect in operation, to make the man to live. So if God so patterned the man, the body of a man, how much more has he patterned and set the order of Christ, the church? Now everything, God doesn't just do things, he does things for a particular purpose. So whatever that you are having as you, in your body, he it says is there for a particular purpose. So in his own church, he put men and women there for a particular purpose. Everybody has got his own role to play. Hallelujah! And then in the message once more, he says, "Now and then here comes Jehovah's seven blind stumbling Samson, led by a little boy, out to this great post to make sport. The main event of entertainment was to make sport out of Jehovah's ordained purpose." to destroy the nation, and yet the nation has taken the thing that God had placed in to destroy them, and now they had conquered him and was making sport out of him, and their main event at their celebration, but what they didn't, for, I mean, what they forgot is that now God made a promise with, with, his own person, with his own man, that was Samson, hallelujah, so he made a promise and God didn't forget that. And whatever that God made a promise with a human being, he will never forget. Even if a man forgets or whatever that we go, but God made a promise with a human being, he will never forget it. And the problem is between the promise, what God has promised a man, between that, that period, it becomes a problem for a human being. God made a promise. And after that promise, he made that promise in between, he doesn't tell you what is going to happen. And that is where the problem is. Remember, Joseph had a dream. He dreamt a dream, and we know that Joseph was in charge. He, he saw himself, he saw his own brethren coming and bowing before him. But God never told him. He never told him that in between you becoming a great man, there is going to be trouble there. He never told him that. Now, this man had to go through a particular test before he can be what he was supposed to be. Yeah. So that is where the problem is. You remember in the book of Samuel, if I'm not mistaken, or the book of Kings, somewhere there, there was where God spoken to um, Saul. And he told him, Saul, he said, I will come. Samuel said, I will come. And you, as a king, you are not sub- supposed to make a sacrifice. And the Bible says, now, He went to war, and he was there. And while he was there, and then he remembered what Samuel told him. And the Bible says, now Saul, he saw the Philistines coming even very closer. They came closer, and he thought, no, I had to make the sacrifice because the people are now coming. And the Bible says... And then he came and he called his own men and he made a sacrifice that he was not supposed to make. And the Bible says, immediately after he made that sacrifice, and Samuel well appeared. Yes. Immediately after he made that one. Because God told him the promise, but he never told him that the Philistines, they're going to approach you and they're going to come very close to you. Yeah. Almost when they come to kill you, and then I will come. So that is where, I mean, it, it is always a problem for the believers, for a problem for, for people of God that in between the promise, then there is the trouble that comes there. That's right. The Bible says immediately in that we were supposed to wait, immediately after he made the sacrifice, and Samuel came. That's right. And Samuel told him that you did what you were not supposed to do. He says, and from that day, and then he says, from this day, God has rejected you. And he tried to justify it, but I saw the Philistines coming closer to me. So, what they were supposed to do. So that is why I say now there is always a problem between the promise and the and, and between the promise the, the the promise and the waiting period here. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah. Now you need to wait. How long? But you need to wait. And people I mean, nowadays people can't really wait. Everything is quick, food is quick. You go there, you want food now. We call it instant gratification sometimes. People want to succeed now. How, it doesn't matter. I just want to see myself being there. I want this thing to be there. So they want food now. Hmm? There is these instant things now that you just put, uh, they say you put now, what you could put? Just um, boiled water, you put something there. you eat somewhere now. So that, that, that's not really good. Now, between that, it says there was a problem that now this man called Samuel, he came, and, then, and, and and Saul was rejected because he couldn't wait upon the promise. So, God gave you that, and God gives each and every man a promise, but in between there is a, a gap in between, and it becomes a test. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. No, that is what Brother Branham says even when Moses was sent into Egypt, he never told him about the Jambres and Janice, that they're going to be there. He never gave him a tip and said, watch, Moses, you are going there, and you take this, um, and when, 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 when you take your stick, and, and it tends to be, uh, there are going to be people that are going to do the same thing that you are doing. He never told him that. Hallelujah. So that's how God does things. He never tells you anything, but you need to hold on on. On God's way, Hallelujah. So you just have to hold on there. Now, most, I mean, Joseph, as I was telling you about him, you know, that man became so prosperous. And Brother Bram says he became what you call Prince of Prosperity. Where Joseph went, he prospered. It, 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 it didn't matter. He was a child of God. Wherever Joseph went, Brother Bram says he prospered. Whether he was in jail, he prospered. So if if you were there, you come closer to Joseph, you're going to prosper. Even the enemy, the Egyptians, even they didn't know God, they had their own idols. But God made them prosper because of who? Because of Joseph. Now God gave this man a promise. He never told him that after telling you that your own brethren, they're going to hate you. Then they changed, they hated him. They sold him, his own brothers. That they test. Hallelujah. Amen. So they, they, they hated him, and he went there. Even he, was sold into, he was sold after that, and even he went. He was accused, and he went into jail. He was still prospering when he was there. Amen. And then he saved Egypt. The same man that was rejected, he saved Egypt. Hallelujah. Amen. And Abraham says he was a prince of prosperity. Wherever he goes, he prospered. So say, child of God, wherever you go, Brother Abraham says, the reason this world is not destroyed is because of our presence. Saints, we, 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 we need to understand, as, saints, as children of God, what is the creator. Brother Abraham says, now Joseph was the prince of peace. He typed Christ. So Christ is the owner. Everything belongs to him. And he's our father. Everything was created by him and for him. Hallelujah. So if He is the prince of prosperity and he's our father, we need to? I know you can't say prosperity because you think of money. Because people say when they talk about prosperity, they talk about money. No, it's not like that. You go and read the word prosperity and you look at the dictionary. It doesn't mean money. It doesn't talk about money. There is nothing about money there. Prosperity, and people talk about prosperity, gospel, and things like that. We need to prosper. Prospering is that I need to be healthy. That is prosperity. God is taking care of me. It's prosperity. I drive here, I go to my house, there is no accident. That is prosperity. God is taking care of me. Any other thing, God protects your own children. He protects you. He gives you jobs. He does whatever that he does for you. It's prosperity. The word prosperity was there before there was money introduced. Go and read your Bible. Prosperity is there. Nowadays, preachers and nowadays people come and tell us no prosperity. You talk about money. That's not there. Hallelujah. Now this man, he prospered. Whatever that he does. Joseph was not sick. Nothing happened. Nothing evil. Things were planned for him to be destroyed, but nothing ever happened. Anything evil happened to Joseph. He was the son of God. Now, no, I'm not going to, he says, now notice here. Now we talk about, now in the beginning, but it was not that, it, it was not that way. That's not God. God. never planned us to be sick. Never God planned us to be to be to be to be to be uh, to be sick or to be to, to, to suffer or any other thing that is happening. It was not the plan of God to those things to happen. It's the enemy that brought those things to us. He was not happy. God created his own person, his own human being, and he was perfect. He wanted to fellowship with that person, and he came, he made sure that there was a fellowship. Now the enemy came, and then he came, he wanted to inject his own, he injected his own seed, he wanted to destroy what God has started, and he came, and he started making a man to be sick. It was not there in the beginning. A man was not supposed to be sick. Now we need to go back to the beginning. Well there was no sin, you can't you and then the blood of Jesus Christ came, he came here to restore everything. He says let me just read the He says now see he brought into himself a blood cell, wrapped himself up into this, broke forth the blood at, at Calvary, throwed out his blood that he might bring through his blood cleansing. By this same atonement, taking every sinner and cleanse him, bring him into a fellowship that he can talk with men and walk with men like he did in the Garden of Eden before sin ever came on the earth. That's the reason Christ came. The devil came, he made what he did, and God brought Christ to come and cleanse us from what the devil has contaminated. He says now he must bring us back into the fellowship. He can talk with men and walk with men like he did in the Garden of Eden before sin ever came to the earth. Eden before, he says, and our relationship is restored to Jehovah through the offering of his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And Christ's body was only revealed in that blood cell and through the offering of blood that he might destroy the life of sin and bring in the life of righteousness through his son, Jesus Christ, putting a part of his own life in ours, and we are together again. And when Christ came to become man here on earth and be a kinsman redeemer, he redeemed man to everything he lost in the fall. Everything he lost. If the man was not an enemy to an animal, that's what God brought back Hallelujah. Christ restored it to him in the kinsman redeemer ship. When he died at Calvary, your health, your eternal life, everything that you lost in the fall, Christ redeems you to it, and he's your kinsman redeemer. Your health, your strength, everything that you lost belongs back to you tonight through the Lord Jesus. He became Kim Fox to take away sin and sickness. Everything that you have lost there. So everything that the first man was is redeemed this morning. Your health, a perfect man that was never sick, a man that didn't the man that he had a perfect health, the man that had strength, the man that had everything that you can name of, the man that had agapo love is restored. Yes. Now, it depends on you as an individual if you go and get that one, hallelujah. Yes. But in the beginning, it was not the same as we think, see things the way they are happening here, Hallelujah. And God made sure that he comes even now to come and fellowship with his own people. Let us stand on our feet. God bless you. (laughs) Let us sing, brother, to redeem, redeem by the blood. And then while the pastor comes...
3: Let's sing the
0: song.
3: Amen. How many are blessed this morning? Amen. We really thank God for the message. I often hear ministers, whenever they speak about prosperity and money, they become apologetic. Me, I'm not apologetic. Amen. There's no dignity in being broke. Amen. Somebody said, if I'm stressed, the sound of the ATM, when it releases money, it calms their nerves. Amen. God is a provider, folks. Amen. We are saving the Prince of Prosperity. Hallelujah. He needs to make us prosperous in every area of our lives. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. We really thank God. May God richly bless Brother Mpanyana about the sixth chapter. Everything has its origin. The diseases have origin. religions have origin. And for you to understand the anatomy of anything, You've got to know how it originated and how it evolved. Amen. And that we really, really thank God for everything, for the message this morning. Amen. There is cure for being a chronic complainer. Start praising God. Start singing good songs unto the Lord. Start reciting scriptures. Amen. Being a chronic complainer, it can breed cancer. Amen. A round of applause for the way Jesus. <clears throat> amazing grace, amazing grace,
0: amazing grace. How sweet the sound. How many dim it to
3: be amazing grace. I
0: once was lost, but now I'm found. Oh
3: yes we have
0: found oh hello
3: God knows.
0: God know.
3: I'm sad. Hallelujah. Oh, a request in your heart with our heads bowed our eyes closed yes you can close your eyes amen if there is a request in your heart you can raise it indicate it by raising your hand so that you get remembered in prayer we have heard about how God is a prince of prosperity he can realign things in your life that things fall into place somebody says the more things fall apart is the more they fall into place. The devil may be showing you things that are falling apart but this morning through the ministration of the word we want to show you things that are falling into place and God is able to come into your life and touch your life and make you prosperous and when we say prosperous he can restore your family he can restore your marriage He can restore your finances. He can restore your dreams. He is a restorer of everything. As we bow, as gracious heavenly father, as people and as mortals, our heads are bowed, looking down to the dust where we came from and for where we we will return someday. But Lord, we know that beyond this dust, there is the almighty God who molded us and brought us into existence in the end time. And Lord, we just want to thank you for such a wonderful message that you have given unto us this morning, how you showed us our origin in the book of Genesis and knowing that we were there even before the book of Genesis. And Heavenly Father, we want to thank you, especially where things are crumbling in the end time, for us to have found our spiritual gossip where we can experience the light of the hour where we can experience the revealed word of the hour we just want to thank you for making a provision for us to be the worshipers that you want us to be and lord you said in your way that the true worshipers shall worship the father in spirit and in truth and in the end time i for one am a witness that we have reached that spot where we can worship you in spirit and truth and Heavenly Father, the devil stands no chance. He might have had an ambition to be worshipped in heaven, and you refused him with that ambition. He, was, he fell, he kicked out, and he fell down here. And Heavenly Father, there is a seat that will never worship the devil. No matter in what form he comes, they will recognize and say, He is that old dragon that must be rejected, that his gospel must be rejected. We are identified with Michael in the end times. We are the people of Michael in the end time. And Lord, the scripture says you have made us more than conquerors, Heavenly Father. Hands have gone up in the building. You know what is in the hearts. You know what travels the hearts. But I know you are a provider. I know you can meet every need in the building right now. No matter how impossible it may seem, you are the almighty God. There is nothing that is beyond your O oh God. All things are possible to them that believe. And uh, this morning, we want to say, we believe, O oh God. We do not doubt your weight. We know that you are the Almighty God. You created the universe when there was no universe. You just spoke and things were there. And this morning, you can speak things in people's lives. And things that were not there shall be there. And Lord, help them to believe. Because I know you track record, Heavenly Father. You have never failed even one time. You have never suffered any defeat any time. There is nothing that has ever been beyond you any time. You are the almighty God. Everything is under your subjection. The diseases are under your subjection. The table is under your subjection. Satan is under your subjection. Demons are under your subjection. Our bodies are under your subjection. And we want to thank you, Heavenly Father. We want to surrender ourselves to your will this morning these believers tomorrow they will be going to the places of work and we know demons are controlling there but we send a prayer there way that if the devil is planning anything sinister there in the mighty name of Jesus Christ we come against his plans we abort his plans may you make them to be prosperous May you make your plans to be prosperous until the people ask, What manner of people are you? so that they can testify we worship the Almighty God. And whatever we touch, He blesses it. I believe He will do that. And as the week begins, we don't know what is going to happen throughout the week. But we know who holds the week, we know who is in charge. Our God is in charge. And Lord, may you grant them their heart's desires. And as we'll be living from this place, we need a traveling mercy. Until such time we meet, may you continue to protect us, protect our children, protect our jobs, protect everything about ourselves. We are putting our destiny into your own hands. And we want to commit our brother that you have used this morning... May you restore the virtue that he has lost during the ministration of the wage. May you continue to reveal yourself unto him so that he can take from you and give unto the church so that the church can feed on this manna. If there are visitors in our midst, may you just touch them, dear God. They may not have understand certain things, but be the after speaker. And make things clearer to them wherever they are so that they can realize what is taking place in the end time in the name of jesus christ i want to commit every man and woman into your capable hands in the name of jesus christ amen amen refused folks, God loves you. God loves you. And the devil doesn't want you to see or hear that, but God loves you. Amen. People may hate you, but God loves you. The devil may hate you, but God loves you. And he who is loved by God, that settles it. If you are loved by God, that settles it. Let's just sing those songs of Zion before we hear.
0: Well, maybe, it's well, good. How, how many
3: are witness that they, there's an attempt that the devil made on your life, made on your marriage, made on your finances, but Macy, Macy said no. How, how many witnesses are in the building? Hallelujah. Some of you you could have been in the grave as we speak right now. But Messi said no 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 no. The children are still here. How many are witnesses to that? Yes sir. Amen. Th- this God loves us. And uh, there is nothing that irritates the devil like when we praise God for what he has done for us. And we are not ashamed of what he has done for us. Messy said no. And furthermore, it rewrote my life. It gave me a new script. And I'm following a new script this morning. When the devil thought I was defeated, but today I'm more than a conqueror. When the devil thought I was dead, I'm resurrected. When the devil thought I was lost, I'm found. These things get us excited. We get beside ourselves. God loves you.
0: Come with it. Ooh. Hallelujah. let it water. Thank you for not leaving me alone. He refused. Wow. Come on believers Thank you Lord
3: Sing it believers
0: Thank you, Lord. Pastor, Lord, thank you Father. Lord. Thank you, Lord. yes what yes. yes. is one more time wow.
3: How many witnesses in the building? Yes, sir. We could have died premature death. But God interrupted the plan of the enemy. Yes, sir. And that's why this morning you are standing. Yes, sir. You had much better praise God. Amen. Amen. Come with it again. I don't mind
0: singing it. Sitiwala. So <speaking in the middle> Oh, I oh. What a Let's go.
3: Amen. 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 Some of you even overruled the doctor's diagnosis. The doctor thought it was going this way and God changed it and said, Yes, you're so right, doctor, but there is a bigger doctor called Dr. Jesus. He he can change the course of events. Ah, no wonder we love this Jesus. He has done so much for us. Ah, Amen. I love that man from Galilee. How many love that man from Galilee? He has done so much for me. Oh goodness, when I think where I could have been, had it not been by the grace of God, it just makes me want to raise my hands and say, Father... I thank you. I thank you. I can never thank you enough. Amen. Give us another song. What song is that?
0: All right.
3: We know him. All
0: good things. All good things. I a ziba, Jesus. e am How many know him this morning?
3: He does great things. step to the floor? It would be an injustice for you not to sing a song. Amen. All right. Amen. Two. Oh, yes. Amen. We used to have services in Siabusa. She can sing without musical instruments. You know, these days if there are no musical instruments, the church gets hit by a cold front. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Come with it, sister.
0: When la into me so. Pesu uguze now, who went into me so You Oh, HAMA
3: Consult with them the next song if they know it, so that they can join in. Yes. You can just whisper into Sister ear, she will pass the message. Amen. Did you hear the voice? Yeah. these are some of the gems that are hiding in the message. Amen. And this is our treasure. You you know, even when you are not the best of the best of soccer players, if South Africa scores, you jump, you go up and down because you can tell even the people that are scored. So that's how I sing. Amen. Yes, 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 yes. We are playing for the same team. Amen. Uh, a lot of people normally give me a call and say, But Pastor Majib, we have never heard you sing. I said, You are lying. I sing every Sunday. They say, Where well, I say, if you hear them singing, it's me. I'm playing for that team. Amen. Come with it.
0: It's a wonderful day. Oh, yes. It's a wonderful day, wonderful day, wonderful day.
3: flavor last sunday it was a zimbabwe flavor amen hey you guys are singing beautifully we can hold you here the whole day and the whole night but because of time we've got to release you just turn around and say to your neighbor it was great to see you in church God bless you. It was good to see you in church. Amen. We are a family. And when we see you, we become happy. Amen. Go and have a a prosperous week. And if it gets tougher, just know believers have prayed for you. You will get through. If God cannot get you around it, he will get you through it. God bless you richly. Have a blessed week. Maybe one more jubilant song and thereafter we can leave the camp. Amen.
0: Salvo na Jesus Si a rubi Que lela Si ti vaiete
1: O nama
0: Jesus Si ti salvo Salvo na Jesus Si a rubi Que lela Si ti vaiete O nama Jesus Si ti salvo Na Jesus Si à bien la si 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 ti va e te morte, se ti salvò, se amo, se ti va e te ti salvò. I was the world. I was so busy, sit in my head, and let us step those la